The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Thursday, the 8th of June in London. Coming up today... The PM makes his pitch. Sunak engages in baseball diplomacy on his trip to the US. No ray of sunshine. Dalio warns that the US is at the start of a debt crisis. Going beyond token measures, the UK's financial watchdog tightens crypto marketing rules. United deal into extra time and thinking ahead. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers. I'm James Walcock. Plus, keeping up with the Kardashians' cash, Kim K draws a crowd with her private equity pitch. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. The Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has met with US business leaders and politicians ahead of a visit to the White House to see President Joe Biden later. The first day of Sunak's trip included a baseball game where the two countries' national anthems were played. The Prime Minister also met with Republican House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy. When our bond is stronger, the world is safer and democracy grows further. When we've stood together, I agree with you, the world has benefited. And what we need to do now is figure out how do we make sure that that relationship is strong to deal with the challenges of the future. I know that's what we're going to be talking about, but particularly strengthening our economies, because that's what it's all about. Sunak is also hoping to use the trip to highlight the UK's bid to become a leading voice in regulating AI. He told reporters he plans to bring up the issue with the US president later. Ray Dalio says that the United States is entering a debt crisis with too much debt and too few buyers. The billionaire founder of Bridgewater Associates spoke exclusively to us at the Bloomberg Invest conference. We are at the beginning of a very classic late cycle, late big cycle debt crisis when the supply-demand gap, when you're producing too much debt and you have also a shortage of buyers. Ray Dalio also told Bloomberg he expects the U.S. economy to get worse whilst interest rates will stay elevated for some time to come. And you can get that full interview along with a host of others from the conference via the Bloomberg Talks podcast. It's uh, all of our best conversations with business and world leaders in one place. UK regulators have tightened rules around the marketing of crypto assets, including banning the refer-a-friend bonuses that are popular in the industry. The Financial Conduct Authority is also introducing a 24-hour cooling-off period for first-time crypto investors, bringing the sector into line with others it considers high risk. 
Staying in the UK, the supply of workers expanded at the quickest rate in two and a half years in May, according to a closely watched survey. With more, here's Bloomberg's Ewan Potts. It's another sign the UK's labour market is starting to cool. According to a poll of recruiters by KPMG and the Recruitment and Employment Confederation, there's been a jump in the number of people available for work. Firms say there are more redundancies and there has been a slowdown in hiring. The loss of hundreds of thousands of people from the workforce since the pandemic led to a bidding war for staff. But today's report also shows pay pressures easing, with salaries for newly appointed staff rising at the slowest pace in over two years. That will call fears of a wage price spiral. Welcome news for the Bank of England as it battles stubbornly high inflation. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Former US President Donald Trump has been notified that he is a target in the classified documents case. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the story. The notification in a letter from the Justice Department saying that this is the result of the federal probe. Prosecutors have been building a case including testimony from former aides including former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Meadows has testified before federal grand juries in Washington and Miami for special counsel Jack Smith. The Justice Department is required to notify individuals if they are a target based on substantial evidence linking that person to the commission of a crime. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Now, Kim Kardashian has presented her debut private equity fund to investors at the Super Return Conference in Berlin. The reality TV star turned entrepreneur is partnering with Carlyle Group veteran Jay Sammons to start Sky Partner. During the panel, Kim Kardashian sought to present her social media following and history of success in promoting brands as a part of the pitch to investors. I'm honestly most looking forward to my relationships with the founders. I love hearing people's stories and hearing what their magic sauce is behind their their company and and why they wanted to start the company that they did and, and what their vision is and just hope that I can help that. Bloomberg understands that Kardashian's Sky Partners is targeting up to 12 investments, each requiring anywhere from $100 million to $500 million of equity. Her panel proved to be the most popular at the three-day event with an overflow room filled to capacity. That doesn't surprise me. I think I would go and see Kim Kardashian speaking at a private equity conference. Absolutely. And it's not like it's a small venture. I think it's totally fascinating. Um, you know, the revelations that she sort of made and yes, the fact that she's partnering with somebody, you know, very established in the business. Yeah. And of course, it'd be an interesting one to watch uh, as that venture continues to progress. Another story that caught my eye in the terminal today, today's big take actually, mm. about who really owns football and increasingly it's sovereign wealth funds. Bloomberg analysis is showing that funds and investment firms they control 17% of the clubs in Europe's five biggest leagues. Yeah, and this of course because actually at the weekend you've got the Champions League final and Manchester City is one of those clubs that has been owned by uh, the Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi um, Group uh, Development and Investment Fund uh, which bought Man City back in 2007 and has poured in Do you know how much money into this club? A lot. A lot. (laughs) Two billion dollars is what they've uh, supposedly spent on players and the training facilities as well. Mm. And so apparently now, you know, they look 
quite poised, I'm told by the footy experts, because that's definitely not me, uh, that apparently they, you know, they could well lift the trophy at the weekend. So, yes, yeah, fascinating, the changeover, that business of sports. If you can't, this is not something that you can explain very well on the radio. But if you do get a chance to look at the story, the graphics are amazing because they're all done as footballs <laughs> uh, and definitely worth a look. They're, that's on the Bloomberg website or on the terminal as well. Right, let's turn our attention now to Rishi Sunak. Uh, his packed schedule in Washington, D.C., meeting congressional leaders, visiting a baseball game as he tries to strengthen economic ties between the U.K. and U.S. Joining us now to discuss Bloomberg's U.K. correspondent, Lizzie Burden. Good morning, Lizzie. So um, Rishi's been engaging in what's been described as baseball diplomacy. Nice picture of him with all of the referees. I'm not sure what you call a baseball uh, referee. Uh, did he hit a home run? Well, he's more of a cricket man, is Rishi Sunak. But yes, it was baseball diplomacy on his first visit to Washington. He had a series of meetings with congressional leaders. And then he was at this Washington Nationals Arizona Diamondbacks game. I'm not sure that means much to us unfamiliar with baseball. But there was some speculation around whether he was going to throw the first pitch or whether he'd sidestep that opportunity to avoid the potential embarrassment. But uh, he said himself to reporters who were travelling with him to Washington including our very own Alex Morales that he wasn't actually ever meant to do it but after the game he took to the stands he was mingling with executives and politicians because of course his main mission on this visit he has said is to shore up economic ties with the US uh, and behind the scenes officials are saying that what the UK wants is a trade deal in all but name. Yeah and look it's it's a fascinating part of the the sort of ceremony of these sort of state visits as well, that he would take part in that event. Uh, focus shifting today, of course, that meeting at the White House with Joe Biden as well. And artificial intelligence expected to be a key subject of discussion. Yeah, Sunak wants a leadership role for the UK in terms of the regulation of AI globally. He wants to establish a global watchdog here in London. And that's something he told reporters he's going to bring up with Joe Biden today. Last night, the UK government announced that Britain's going to host the first major global summit on AI safety this autumn and his office says that the AI sector here in the UK ranks third globally behind the US and China. But just like with many other issues, um, since Brexit, the UK's had lots of hurdles in terms of regulation and it wasn't included notably when US and EU officials met to discuss rules and safeguards about AI in Sweden last month. Uh, so it, it may not be a guaranteed bet, this one. Yeah, OK, so that's on artificial intelligence. Meanwhile, back at home, the economy in focus. So the latest OECD forecast yesterday, uh, they were... Um, a little bit better than, than they have been previously, but they were still pretty dismal. Uh, and also the new Labour market survey today. Now, you've been speaking to the Treasury Minister, Victoria Atkins. Fascinated to know what she told you. Yeah, really fascinating to get her take because, of course, one of the things that this OECD uh, biannual economic outlook said was that the UK has, quote, little fiscal space for tax cuts before the next election. And that's even more stinging because the new OECD chief economist is the former UK Treasury chief economist Claire Lombardelli so she knows the UK's finances inside out um, and 
speaking to Victoria Atkins, financial chief secretary, financial secretary to the Treasury, she said, look, the Chancellor's got difficult decisions ahead. We talked about that upgrade to the growth outlook. I asked her, should we really be celebrating when it's only going to be anemic growth? She says, look, at least it's in the right direction. And all the G7 nations have faced these global pressures. So you can listen to that full interview on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts at 1pm or here on Bloomberg Radio at 12pm. Okay, Lizzie Burden, our UK correspondent, thank you very much. Up next, United Deal into Extra Time and Thinking Ahead. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Steeple. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The Paper Review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. Bloomberg's James Alcock joins us now with a look at what's in the newspapers. The Financial Times have the latest on the battle for Manchester United. Yes, Carl, I mean, we've been covering this story for quite some time because it is big, big money. I mean, last time I talked about this, the valuation for this massive football club was a roughly around $6 billion. It's hard to know, obviously, because so much has been behind the scenes. That was five months ago was when bidding started on this. And it has been going and going and going. But it seems to have narrowed. Qatar's Sheikh Jassim Bill Hamad Altani has made his like final bid for this battle. And he has said by Friday, he's either in or he's out. And so this is your take it or leave it offer. Uh, the other sort of big bidder, Sir Jim Ratcliffe from Ineos, mm. is also there. And one of the big tensions here seems to be that from the Qatari side, they want full 100% control of the club, whereas Jim Ratcliffe merely wants majority ownership. And for the Glazers of things, that may be easier. There seems to have also been a lot of complexity about the shareholdings. There are these special B-tier shares, which give the Glazers uh, majority voting rights or special voting rights in a lot of instances. And unwinding that has been a big problem. But, I mean, we're nearing the end of the Premier League. Manchester United is set for a roughly a third place finish. So, it does underscore the sheer value of this club and the value of the advertising. Glazers have made hundreds of millions of dollars and have also earned the ire of a lot of fans in loading up the club with a lot of debts. But increasingly, as you guys were talking earlier on in the show, uh, 
this football is big money and a lot of big investment has come in. Yeah, no, certainly interesting to watch the, that story play out. Let's go to the Wall Street Journal next, James. They're reporting on Amazon's growing media empire. Yes, I mean, look, HBO Max, Disney Plus, we've seen the proliferation of streaming services. The big difference with Amazon is you get a delivery service tacked on with Prime. And increasingly, they are now planning to launch new versions of this and trying to seek new programming. And so we're looking at today uh, the idea that Wall Street Journal have reported that Amazon are planning to launch an advertised supported tier of its Prime video service. And so they're trying to encourage people like Warner Bros to maybe funnel more of their programming through which would then be so far a lot of the content is ad free including some of their live sports coverage as well and so they are apparently in discussions about beefing that up to give you an idea of the scale currently the company's ad revenue was 9.5 billion dollars in the first quarter of this year that's up 21 percent year on year and they are the third biggest player in terms of digital ad revenue in america after google and meta according to insider wow. intelligence this is not a small brand doing sort of a new thing this is a large empire potentially expanding. Okay, very interesting. Just lastly, uh, why are you interested in brains this morning? We talk about the future of tech and we've spent a lot of time talking about AI, Caroline. I think you're sleeping on brains. So... I think my brain could use more sleep, but that's a whole other discussion. (laughs) That is an entirely different proposition. Um... We are now, the technology is moving so quickly, we have enabled someone to walk again. Scientists in Switzerland have already used a chip in someone's brain to communicate with a chip in someone's spine. Yes, I've seen that video. It's incredible. And the UK's ICO are among other global regulators who are really worried about this. They are saying not only is the technology so quickly, we are now capable of tracking emotions, electronic signals. There is no regulation, there is no setup for what we were to do if I got a complete scan of your brain. And they say, well, this can be used uh, in hiring and firing. There's got no rules against it. It could be used to go against neurodivergent people. Uh, it could be used in a way of tracking your response to see if you're good enough at your job. Wow. It could also be used by consumers to track, you know, if I gave away rights to my brain and the information about how my brain, I brain scan, there are no consumer rights about that data. Um, and so the FT have written up for fears around them. There's a report out today that they are doing a wide-ranging consultation that will last two years about how this works. The Telegraph are writing about how this affects Elon Musk. So how this works is he's looking, and he has the rights for a US trial on this, to implant a small coin-sized chip in your brain that will take that kind of brain scanning data, yeah. and interact with an AI, and then can then... Uh, swap data, and that is his big Neuralink interface. So there is a risk that that would be uh, extremely dangerous. And the Telegraph is saying there's look, um, there's potential regulation coming in the UK to regulate companies like Musk's yes. because this is a completely new era. And when we talk about AI, we have neglected to mention quite how far we are in understanding the human brain and quite how quickly that technology is accelerating. It is so, totally fascinating. Mm. And this, of course, is the ICO, which is the independent body that looks into information rights, um, the information commissioner's office. And that's the UK body. But it's worth pointing out UNESCO are also looking into this. They've set a conference Mm. up for next month and their director general has said like this new technology could help solve many health issues, like both health physically and mental health, but it could also access and manipulate people's brains and quote produce information about our identities and our emotions, end quote. And as yet, their fear is we don't really have the framework set up to deal with that or even Computer. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app, and Bloomberg.com. 
our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.